This is Jillian Farmer with New Project Media. Scott Maloney is with us today to talk about desalination in California and desalination growth across the United States. He is the Vice President of Development for Poseidon Water, responsible for managing development of the company's proposed $1.4 billion Huntington Beach desalination project. Scott, thank you for being with us today. All right, Scott. So what can you tell us about what desalination is and how is it being powered today? Sure. Uh, Desalination, and in particular seawater desalination, is the process of turning salt water into high-quality drinking water. And as uh, we all know, the majority of the surface of the earth is uh, salt water, ocean water. And um, we have the technology today to turn that ocean water into high quality drinking water. And we're doing it here in California very successfully. And how is renewable energy being incorporated? Is that the reverse osmosis? Reverse osmosis is the technology of choice to remove the salts and the impurities from seawater so it's suitable for human consumption. Essentially, uh, what you're doing is with a membrane that has holes that are 100,000 times smaller than a diameter of a human hair, you're forcing the seawater through the membrane and it rejects the salt and the bacteria and the viruses and it leaves fresh water. And that is uh, how you turn seawater into drinking water. It's it's the main part of a a multi-treatment process. Um, There is a growing interest in uh, using renewable energy to power these seawater desalination plants, particularly in in the West here. Um, And it's something that we're very interested in California, and we're working with the state government to see if a project we want to build in Huntington Beach in Orange County, California, can be the first large-scale desalination plant in the Americas that is powered with 100% renewable energy. Wow. And can you tell me how it's going to be powered with renewable energy, what that process looks like? Sure. Well, currently today, uh, the desalination plant that we're operating in San Diego County in the city of Carlsbad is is powered with electricity that is purchased off of the grid. And that electricity comes to our plant with a mix of fossil fuel sources and a mix of renewable sources. Um, What we're hoping to do Uh, with Huntington Beach, which will be our second large-scale desalination facility in the state of California, is enter into a long-term power purchase agreement with a renewable energy provider where uh, uh, we are responsible for the development and the production of that renewable energy. And it could be from a wind farm or a solar farm. And um, that power would then be put on the grid exclusively for the use of the desalination plant. And so, but for the desalination plant, that source of renewable energy would not be developed. And therefore, there's a direct nexus between the operation of the desal plant and the production of renewable energy uh, that's put on the grid. Wow. And can you talk about how um, the technology is different today compared to what it was 10 years ago? Sure. Um, There's a number of ways uh, that allow you to desalinate seawater. There's distillation where you're essentially heating the water and vaporizing it. And then there's reverse osmosis, which I've spoken about. Reverse osmosis is, is really the technology of choice. And in the last 20 or 25 years, most of the large scale most technologically advanced desal plants uh, in the world use reverse osmosis as the main treatment 
um, for uh, seawater desalination. And what we've seen is historically the impediment to desalination, at least in the United States, has been cost. Um, and that cost has come down in the last 20 or 25 years because the membranes that are used in the reverse osmosis process are lasting longer, which reduces your, your uh, operating costs. And it's requiring less energy to force that seawater through those membranes to produce drinking water. And so the technology has really evolved and it's allowed desalination to be much more cost competitive with the development of other new uh, local water supplies. And that's why I think that based on the success of Carlsbad and the evolution of the technology, you're going to see more seawater desalination in the United States and particularly in the West in the states like California in the years to come. Uh, and that leads into my my next question is what what kind of growth we're seeing with desalination throughout the United States um, outside of California? Where else are we seeing it? Well, when you talk about desalination, there's two types. There's seawater desalination, and obviously you need to be in somewhat close proximity to a coastline. Uh, or there's brackish water desalination, where you're extracting water from the, from the ground that is very high in salts or minerals that requires uh, advanced treatment. And that's brackish water or groundwater desalination. I think the massive growth or the large growth in the United States, you'll see brackish water desalination. But in, in terms of seawater desalination, uh, states that border uh, the ocean or the coast, uh, Florida has got a um, large market for desalination, Texas, and obviously California, uh, places where it's either semi-arid or the climate is changing and the weather patterns are unpredictable and you need a more reliable source of water. So the real advantage of seawater desalination is it's 100% climate resilient, meaning it doesn't depend on local weather conditions or regional climate conditions. In the case of California, we sit along the coast of the Pacific Ocean, which is the largest reservoir in the world. Uh, it's always full. And we have the technology to turn that salt water into high quality drinking water in a cost competitive and environmentally responsible manner. And uh, with the, the desalination industry growing, are we seeing regulations? And if we are, where are those regulations being seen? Sure. Uh, in 2015, the state of California uh, approved the first seawater desalination only regulations in the world that I'm aware of. And that was really an acknowledgement that the technology is real, it's viable, and it's here to stay. Or Otherwise, the state wouldn't be regulating uh, the technology the way it is today. Um, and it's really a model. I mean, California really is on the leading edge of environmental regulations. Uh, and the, the new regulations that are in place for seawater desalination plants ensure there's a viable path to make sure this technology reaches its potential. And can you talk about what those regulations are looking like in California, what they have passed recently? Sure. I mean, the regulations stipulate where you can build a seawater desalination plant and the type of technology for intaking the seawater and then discharging the byproduct, which in the case of seawater desalination is essentially seawater with twice the content, salt content. So it takes two gallons of seawater to make one gallon of drinking water. So in the case of our Huntington Beach project, 100 million gallons of seawater will come into the treatment plant every day. 50 million gallons of that uh, source water will be high quality drinking water. And then the other 50 million gallons will be our byproduct, seawater with twice the salt content that byproduct is then discharged back to the ocean. 
And so the regulations in California want to make sure that one, your plant is sited in an environmentally appropriate place. And then two, that the technology you're using to intake and discharge seawater is the best available technology feasible. And then finally, to the extent that you have any environmental impacts that are unavoidable, you have to mitigate for those impacts. Um, and so the new regulations are very prescriptive in that regard, where you can build it, what technology you need to use, and then what mitigation for any environmental impacts that you cannot avoid. Wow, thank you. And uh, kind of circling back on the Carlsbad facility, uh, can you talk about the process and what it was like getting that facility online? Sure. Carlsbad was the first large seawater desalination plant permitted and built in the state of California. That project was originally introduced in 1998. The permitting process started in 2001, and we started construction in 2012. So it was over a decade to navigate through the state's permitting process. That facility came online in December of 2015 and has been in operation ever since. It has produced over 80 billion gallons of drinking water over that period of time, which is roughly a billion gallons for every month of operation. It's the largest single source of drinking water in San Diego County. Um, but the real lesson learned was this was all pre uh, the adoption of the desalination regulations. And so it was a very uncertain process with a lot of risk and a lot of cost. Um, and what we hope is with these new regulations in place, that there is a regulatory roadmap uh, for desalination plants in the future. So it doesn't take as long to permit them and uh, build them because um, that is really the impediment. It's just the delays in getting a concept uh, off the drawing board through the permitting process and into construction. And that kind of leads into the Huntington Beach uh, desalination plant right now. Where is it in the timeline and when do you think that'll be online? Sure. Huntington Beach, like Carlsbad, was introduced in the late 90s and started permitting in the early 2000s. Poseidon made a decision to put Huntington Beach on the back burner around 2005 and advance Carlsbad so that we had a template for how you would permit a desal plant. We picked back up the active development of Huntington Beach around 2010. Um, and as a result of the, the, the adoption of the new desalination regulations in 2015, it's taken us, the, the Huntington Beach uh, desalination plant is in the final phase of the permitting process. Uh, we have now acquired all of the necessary local, state, and federal permits to build the facility with the exception of a coastal development permit from the California Coastal Commission, which we are scheduled to uh, have considered in the first part of 2022. And assuming we're successful in obtaining that uh, permit, we believe that we can initiate construction within a year of uh, obtaining the permit. And then it takes about uh, three and a half years to build the facility and bring it online. And so if everything goes according to plan, the Huntington Beach facility can be delivering high quality drinking water in Orange County uh, late 2027, early 2028, which may sound like it's a ways away, but it'll be here before we know it. And last time we spoke, you mentioned uh, that there are a few desalination projects um, waiting on permits. There were maybe 15 kind of looking at the Huntington Beach project. Can you talk about that? Sure. There are about 12 to 15 different seawater desalination plants in some stage of development in the state of California today. Some of those are very large scale plants like our proposed facilities in Huntington and Carlsbad. And some of them are much smaller uh, facilities. Um, 
what I believe is that uh, the Huntington Beach project will um, be an indication of how serious the state is about the technology. Uh, if we can successfully obtain the last permit we need, uh, then I think the technology will flourish in the state of California. If we run into uh, an impediment and we can't get through the permitting process, I think it's going to have a chilling effect on the industry. I think it's very unlikely you'll see any desalination plant of any scale, any kind of meaningful scale, um, proposed in the, the state of California for quite some time, if ever. Uh, because in the case of Huntington Beach, you have a project that has met all of the standards, all of the environmental standards at the local, state, and federal level. Uh, and if it can't get through the process, then I'm not sure there's any project that could. And so that would make Carlsbad an anomaly in terms of the technology. And I don't think that's where the state wants to be. I don't think it's in the best interest of the state, given the effects of climate change and drought. Uh, but the reality is um, these projects are very expensive to permit and they take a long time. And if the state doesn't provide a viable roadmap or path for doing it, then you're not going to see any more proposals. And uh, circling back on the regulations, uh, now that California has regulations, do you think that other states seeing desalination projects like Texas, like Florida, will adopt similar regulations? I, I think so. Um, and I'm, you're already really seeing it in Texas because there's a number of proposals to build a desalination plant in Corpus Christi, Texas. And um, I'm following that closely, as you can imagine. And there's a, a tremendous amount of deference to um, the regulations in California, even though those regulations have not been adopted in Texas, there really is kind of a, a template for how you site, design, um, and build CLR desalination plants in the United States. And it's based in Carlsbad because that is the model. Um, it's the only large-scale plant uh, in the West. And I think what we're going to see in other parts uh, of the United States is um, local governments, state governments want to make sure that they're at least meeting the standards in California, even though they are quite strenuous. Scott, thank you. Those were my questions. Is there anything you'd like to add about uh, desalination right now? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I, I just that the, the technology has proven to be a success, not only uh, around the world, but in, here in California. I think it does have a bright future. Uh, and we're very hopeful that the state will issue the final permit to the proposed Huntington Beach project. Uh, and if it does, I think you're going to see desal play a more prominent role in California. And if for some reason the project cannot get through the permitting process, then um, I think that it's going to be a really long time before you see any kind of meaningful progress on developing the technology in California. Thank you, Scott. And this is Jillian Farmer with New Project Media.